Hey castmates, it's BB Living Large, and you're listening to The Hard Conversations. Powered by Riverside. Did you hear either officer state what type of weapon or that there was a weapon? I did not hear exactly what the officer said. No. Take another listen. Jones says an officer can use deadly force if they reasonably believe they are in immediate fear of death or serious bodily injury to themselves or a third party. Did you at any point see either officer in immediate danger? No, there was nothing from my vantage point watching from the one officer's body-worn camera that showed a knife, a weapon, or a deadly force threat that would have put anybody that I could see on camera in immediate fear of death or serious bodily injury. The portion of the footage showing Dial and the other officer removing Irizarry from his car is too graphic to show. But this is footage of Dial driving a severely injured Irizarry in his back seat during the roughly two-minute drive to Temple Hospital. Once inside the hospital, Dial is seen walking around and taking a few seconds to wash his hands. On two occasions, it appears he dissuades other officers from approaching him. Go. No, no, stop. There's also this interaction with a hospital employee. Was it any signs of life? Was he doing anything? Talking, breathing, anything or not? Barely. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hard Conversations. It's time for The Hard Conversation with BB, Dave, and Morgan. Um, how's everybody doing? We're out here. I'm, I'm not out here in Miami. I'm out here in wet Jersey in the 50s, <laughs> but um, <laughs> right. I'm feeling right. good though. <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, flights okay. are cheap. You know what I'm saying? You get a nice little round trip. Corner, like United you know, he, cheap corn over right cheap. now. Well, spirit cheap. Yeah, so that's, right. that's, that's that's like less than a hundred dollars right there. So. Right, it can be. It can be. <laughs> and I, I've never had a bad experience with spirit. Um, actually, do you overpack the very first time. But do I overpack? I I come with yes. a lot of stuff. Yes, I tend to overpack. Okay, yes. but not enough where. You know, it's going to cost me extra, you know, on the scale. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're the first person I take seriously saying that because I believe you. Yeah, I, I really don't, Um, you know, but I do tend to have way more clothes because I, you, you never know. What if I get wet that day? You know, what if I just want, I, I want to go out and or, or what if I okay, just you need a backup. Sweating? Yeah, right, you, you need know, a backup. backup clothes, you know, so. Well, the hard conversation today, everybody, is an it's an unfortunate situation. As you guys saw in the video, um, Eddie Irizarry was shot um, by an officer named Mark Dial um, during a traffic stop on August 14th. We talked about it the last time we were uh, all together, and we were saying how we hoped that there would be justice served because, I mean, it was pretty clear to us that he just walked up within five seconds and shot a guy who was not an immediate threat, who didn't even have the same type of uh, weapon 
nor was the weapon in their hand, uh, so to you know, to, to even uh, go that far. But uh, walked up and just shot and killed him right through the window. And I and I, I that's a point that I want to make because it was through a window. So it wasn't even like he could have stabbed you when you got up on on top of him. Well, a judge dismissed all the charges against the cop, Mark Dial, after the shooting. Uh, the judge did say that they agreed with the defense lawyer who said that the officer could have, that's an important word, could have, feared for his life. The municipal judge ruled after a courtroom packed with police and relatives of Eddie Irizarry watched about 20 minutes of the video uh, of the brief traffic stop in the Kensington section of the city that led to the death of the 27-year-old. And the defense argued that Officer Mark Dial acted in self-defense when he fired his weapon at close range through a rolled-up driver's side window of Irizarry sedan on August 14th. And I am reading from our article itself, and as you can clearly see, even the article with the last thing it said, uh, highlighting the rolled-up driver's side window, agrees that it was shading. But what do you guys think? Make it make sense. How how do you run up on someone in a parked car with the door closed, with the window up, and say you were in danger? With a gun in your hand. With a gun in your hand, yelling, <laughs> I'm going to effing shoot. What? Who's in danger? Not you. <laughs> Clearly. It's just bullshit. Yeah, it's 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 sad. It's a it's really bad judgment. Uh you could still see like the system is broken. Uh it's just like it, it, it's literally black and white. You can see it on the video. And like we didn't even look at the uh the ring camera footage video from the uh from the neighbor that caught the whole thing. So, and now is even, even better angle. Right. We're looking at the, the body cam. So even from the body cam, it's, it's like, clear. yeah, it's like, come on now. Like you really just came up here and just, and just shot this kid. Like the, what well, he was going to, he, okay. He had, a, he had two knives in the car. That's fine. He, but you telling me that this kid, you felt that you were in danger because versus your nine millimeter gun versus a kid with a with a knife is going to with this knife and not a machete or anything big just like a like a pocket knife with this knife i'm going to break my glass window through the glass window through your uh breastplate of your 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 armor that you're wearing to to really to really harm you okay. yeah he of course he's the flash <laughs> clearly and that's who he saw. That's who he saw that he saw the flash. So he was like, I, I gotta move fast. I feel like it gets to a point where, like, uh, and once again, I'm not saying all cops are the same, but it comes to a point where I feel like some some authority figures feel like they just need to shoot their gun. Like, and they just look for like like reason. Yeah. the smallest reason. It's like, okay, just give me a little I got a reason to use my gun now. I'm gonna use it. Like it's it's crazy. And that's why parents have to have those hard conversations with their two-year-old child, you know, like, you know, keep your hands up. Don't look at the police. Like you, they start young because mm -hmm. they start killing us young. Again, I'm gonna bring up Tamir, right? Um, you could be of no threat at all. As you guys can see, 
and you are still the biggest threat to these uh to these cops and to white people because it's not just cops white people are doing the same shit and they go and see the same judges and the same fucking cops and they get let off for it yep and this is why i have an issue with the way that the media portrays people of color and black people specifically is the human element of who we are does not that's not what you see on tv there's many a person who does not come in contact with a black person on a day-to-day basis and their whole opinions of us are based on what they see on tv and they it's like a scientifically proven fact that they see children and think of them as older they don't think we experience pain the same way they don't yeah. think that they see us and immediately see a threat no matter what we're doing just existing walking down the street dangerous what what is the definition of a reasonable threat maybe like cops need some more training on that because if you're running towards someone who's not running toward you who's the threat when you shoot people in the back how are they a threat to you when someone's in the car with their door closed they are not a threat to you With with a short range weapon that's not in their hands it just happens to be in the vehicle that like it just it doesn't make sense these aren't even the cases where we're like okay i can see how they came up with that loophole no this just doesn't make sense yeah and there are protests due to this uh judge's dismissal of those charges um they they gathered outside of the center city uh, outside of i mean in center city outside of city hall the Party of Socialism and Liberation held an emergency mobilization protest. And then after the protest ended, um, a young group of looters stole from several stores. And the looting was, like, of course, considered unrelated to the protest. But, I mean, I want to speak to that because I don't think the looting was unrelated to the protest. So interim Philadelphia Police Commissioner John Stanford said... What we had tonight was a bunch of criminal opportunists take advantage of a situation and make an attempt to destroy our city. And I just feel like that's what your judge did. That's what Mark Dial did. Yep. Yep. You took advantage of your fucking job and you destroyed families. So you destroyed, you know, a person who was a part of that city. So you can say, oh, it was unrelated to the peaceful protest. Now, I don't think we always have to be that peaceful. Um, Now, I do think that we need to take it to a different neighborhood. Like, don't destroy your own neighborhood. Uh, Definitely go and destroy the neighborhoods of the people who, you know, are causing this stuff. I mean, if you want to do that. But I don't feel like we, we, you know, that was unrelated. Yeah, pull up to the pull up to the cops' house. That's there you what I'm go. That's what I I I will never promote violence in a public space. Um, but uh, I don't I I don't I don't think that robbing um, business owners helps our cause. Uh, I I think there's I I do think you should take the problem to the people you have the problem with. Yes. Yes. I'm not a pacifist by any means, but I, d- I don't. 
And we also, and I, but I also believe that peaceful protests, do you really, let me ask you this, Morgan, do you think peaceful protests work? Um, When there are people willing to not be peaceful, yes. I think without Malcolm X, Martin Luther King wouldn't have made it anywhere. That was my, that's why I asked that question. So you already just went right to a great, you know, you're so smart. That's good. (laughs) Because it would not have been able to work without Ma- Malcolm X's influence. Nope. And and honestly, I, I I feel like I learned a lot more about the Civil War as an adult than I did in school. But I feel like when we were younger, the Black Panther Party was always villainized. Mm-hmm. And I understand why they said we should police ourselves. Yeah. Um, I also understand the concept of by any means necessary. Yes. So I have a question for you guys. Do you feel like in the 1960s and 50s, you would have been a follower of Martin Luther King or a follower of Malcolm X? Or do you feel like you would not have strayed away from either party? And I'll I'll go, I'll tell you, I feel like I would have been a follower of Malcolm X. My family would have they'll tell you that they would have been a follower of martin luther king but i personally believe they would have strayed away from either person because my family just to me they don't have it in them but i definitely would have been on the malcolm x side of things because and i feel like i probably would have like been a member of the black panther party i don't know um but that's just me so for me, I, I I don't know, right? So I I was like obviously looking back on hindsight, things are different. But if I'm gonna put myself in that time frame, and that you know what I'm saying, back then it was a different, it was a whole different, uh, just everything, whole different time period. Like you, it was everything was segregated. Uh, so it was a different it was less vocal people. Right. So there, there were a lot less corns out there. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, like, I don't, it would have, I guess it would have to depend on my experiences. It's like, okay. Like I see people, True. you know what I'm saying? Like did, did Jimmy just die next to me? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Did I see that uh, these protesters are, are getting bitten by dogs. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I feel like I'll probably be the one that just like, listen, I'm just trying to mind my business and keep it moving. I probably wouldn't. I don't know if I would be a, a big follower of either. either. Right. Yeah. It'd be like, listen, I'm just trying to get, you know what I'm saying? Not get killed today. Like that'd probably be my biggest thing. Like keep your head down and do what you got to do. David, you know, you're very conservative. He is. You know that, right? Yes. Okay. But he's an undercover radical. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stir the pilot in, in the right situation. What about you, Morgan? That's a really good question. I've been trying to come up with an answer while I, while I sit here because I feel like Morgan in... Morgan post-George Floyd is not the same Morgan from before. Um but I, I think that with a lot of respect for both um, philosophies, I think that I would have been in Martin Luther King's camp. And I, and I say that because I, I think a lot of people miss that 
peaceful protesting was a tactic, not, it was not, it was not him basically saying like, let's just sit down and let them harm us. It was a very deliberate tactic to say that if they watch them, if if they see on TV that we are not fighting back, they'll have no one to blame but themselves. Like, and I think that you were, um, mm, I think that I, I I again I don't think that tactic would have worked without the threat of we will handle this if it needs to be handled by any means necessary. Um, I think I tend to go for a route that I think will have the least amount of damage. And I think that Martin Luther King's tactics were less inflammatory. I'm and I'm, I I can only speak on my, you know, perspective as a millennial in 2023. Um but I and I say I I might lean more towards that cuz I'm also I don't know how well I would have fared. I don't think I could have sat in a crowd and let somebody beat me up and not fight back. But mm-hmm. I cuz I like I said I'm not a pacifist, but I think that the pacifism was a very deliberate tactic in combination with the media to say I don't think that we'll win a fight. You know, if we go fist to fist, I don't think we'll win that fight, but I think we might win it this way. But the issue with that is, and and I, I applaud Martin Luther King for it, um, but the, the issue with that is he was appealing to a humanity that was not there. Well, it like, was, because it worked. And it didn't work completely, but it did, it did work. But again, I think that he, he, I think that it was not just people's humanity because yes, there were people out there like, oh my goodness. And it was the same thing that abolitionists did in, in, in slavery days where they took these shocking pictures of people's bodies who had been mutilated while they were enslaved and put them in the newspaper to show people this is what's happening. Stop being comfortable in your homes. It was like the same kind of thing. But I I think along with like appealing to people's humanity, they also appealed to, and if you don't want Martin's way, Malcolm's waiting outside. Right. (laughs) So take take your pick. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, take your pick. And it's like the same thing with, uh, oh man, what was the, uh, what was his name? What was the Black Panther that they killed? Which, Uh, Which one? Oh man, he had the documentary recently. Oh, um, was that Huey? No, not Huey. What was the name of that documentary? Which was a really was good. Was it documentary. the one that the one that killed? Oh, um... Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Yes. Uh, so and it's like that's what I'm saying. Like this is why I would have stayed like in between because it's like, okay, if I go, if I go the Martin way, right. I'm just going to just get my ass whooped and not do nothing. But if I go, if I go to Malcolm way, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get killed by, you know what I'm saying? FBI agents or like the police trying to uh get me locked up somehow just because I'm involved with like the black Panthers or like just uh the whole like uh revolts against, you know what I'm saying? uh the oppression so it's like it, that's why i was like for me it would just have to be an in-between because like in in my eyes back in that day either either side was going to get you either locked up or killed yeah. so 
Yeah. You had to be about that. You just had to be about that life. Yeah. Uh, you had to either be enough of a pacifist or you had to be ready to, you know, go to like not even go to jail, uh, die because, you know, Malcolm X's team was about it. Yeah. It was like the offensive or the defensive position. Yeah. But you were now, gonna get into something regardless. I got another question. Was Malcolm X in response to pacifism in the in the fight, or was pacifism in response to uh, the fight against the the racism and discrimination? If you know what I mean. So, who responded mm-hmm. to who? Do, do you think? Well, I f- I feel like Martin was first, right? Uh, and then Malcolm came out after he sees. He's like, all right my guy your your way's not working like i get what you're trying to do your way's not working we got it we got to fight back cuz we're we're losing over here not doing nothing uh and it just it all comes down to you know what i'm saying how do how do the majority feel in their heart uh cuz it got to a point where it's like enough people were like fed up it was like yeah listen this peace, this peaceful stuff not working. We gotta make, we gotta, we gotta do something better, something bigger, and and that's when Malcolm came up. Like, listen, I got some guns. You know what I'm saying, we we can make some noise out here. Yeah, I get people. I don't. I feel like I gotta look at that timeline. I I I would say, without researching it, I agree with with Dave. Um, but yeah, because because I don't know. That's actually why I asked it. Because I don't remember, like I don't remember who, who was in that fight first. I know that uh, a big part of it was the Montgomery bus boycott. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I know that Martin Luther King, he was very directly involved in that. So mm-hmm. David's uh, answer makes sense. Yeah, and that the the civil rights movement started before Martin Luther King was the the head of it. Yeah. Um. He just yeah, so I would I would say that probably that 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 philosophy came to light first, um, and I know that after Martin Luther King was assassinated, um, where the you know the the '60s was very much like the, the civil rights movement, and in the '70s when the Black Panther Party kind of became like the the main speaker for this, and it was kind of like we're not our parents, um, right? We are cool with going outside and whooping your butt. Um, but I don't, I still don't feel like one of them works without the other. Yeah. And I mean, we can, I'm happy to have a whole discussion on this because I have a lot of thoughts about integration and how that doesn't work for us either. But, um, I just think that if you, if you don't make a stance on anything, we wouldn't have made any progress. And I think that the progress that we did make, while it is certainly not enough, was because both Martin Luther King and and Malcolm X stood hardcore by what they believed. And I know Martin Luther King changed his his beliefs a little bit about people on a personal level, but um, I don't think there was anything wrong with what either of them said. I think it was just personally how you chose to fight the fight. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Um, we definitely do have to go into another topic about um, 
the segregating because you seem to feel like we might better off be better off that way. But that's that's another topic, like you said, within itself. And y'all, we have gotten far off from uh, the main topic. But yeah, that, that's what happens when we're having a good conversation. Um, and and it, you know, protests, you know, kind of takes you there. Now, there was one person in the protest who made a name for herself. Um, do you know Meatball? Because David doesn't know Meatball, Morgan. Do you know no. Meatball? Okay. So Meatball news. is this fat... So what? Meatball <laughs> is this fat girl who... She was like the person who led the looting portion of the protest. And it's just really funny because like she had these videos out where she was like saying, <laughs> oh, you know, the cops gonna have to come lock me up. You know, this some bullshit. It's either you lock us up or it's going up. What? Turn up. Oh, what? You know? No. You know. I was gonna say, and, did she name herself Meatball? I don't know if she named herself Meatball. So she started out. Uh, I don't even know if she started out that way, but she had this video where you ever see sewer water? No. All right. Well, like. She was in the bathtub, right? And it was like this sewer. It was like this, this water. The water was worse. dirty, right? It was really dirty. Like, <laughs> and she was like, "Y'all focused on the water. You need to be focused on the buns, like something in her hair." And it's like, "No, bitch. Like, we need to be focused on that water. You need to be focused on how you look, like as a black woman, how you're representing yourself. Like, you know, some of her videos are really funny, but like." you got to really be careful with how you represent, you know, I don't know. I just feel like we should always represent each other uh, when we're out in public, especially if you have a public platform. But anyway, she got locked up while she was there at the protest. And um, it changed real quick from her being like, oh, cops want you to lock us up or it's turning up to her being like, yo, I've never experienced anything no. like that in my life. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> so Wait, I was... just Googled her and all I see are her mug shots with tears coming down her eyes. Yes. Yes. That's all you're going to see. And it's hilarious, you know. But you you got to look at that video with her in the bathwater. See, that, and that's, and that's the thing, which is why, like, I respect Dave's answer. It's like, I, I know I'm not about the jail life. I know that now in my soul, <laughs> never right. having been there. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be a day where I'm like, this is, I got to, you know, stick to my beliefs and like, it is what it is. But like my first reaction to things is not like, let me go out there and get arrested. They they kill us. Right. Outside jail and in, in, in jail, but you're much more likely to get killed in jail. I don't feel like I would be a looter. I mean, I'm just not the type of person. I don't... No, neither am I. Yeah, like, I don't feel like it's... I don't feel like it's necessary. Um, Do I feel like, yeah, tear up the officer's shit and stuff like that? Like, I, hey, by all means, go ahead, go forward. But stealing and stuff, what are you really gaining from that? I don't even believe in tearing up the officer's stuff, because all you're going to do is get arrested. They're, I mean, you mess with a cop, they're coming at you with a vengeance. That's true. I don't, like, I just don't think it's well, What do you do? What do you long do? Long term. What do you do? Because these cops, he got away with it. He's going to be back out in the streets. So, what do you do? I mean, it's like, we're, we're trying to do it the right way, trying to be peaceful. 
it didn't work. It it doesn't. And and here comes back my conversation about we're trying to make a society work for us that was not meant for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. We 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 operate in a in a system that was literally built for us to not even not need not be second class citizens. We were not included when we built this society in any other way than chattel. So I don't think we're ever going to get the results that we want trying to to make this wheel work that we're not in the wheel. We've made our way to the table, but like the rules don't work because let me rephrase the rules work exactly as they were meant to work, which is oppressing us. So I just, I don't know if we're ever going to come to like a, a, an efficient way of fixing things with our current state of affairs as is, because it's doing exactly what it was supposed to do, which is, oppressing people of color which is keeping men in power um that's it's it's it works it works perfectly it, the problem is we integrated didn't change the rules added a couple of amendments to a constitution that was written without us and and thought that everything was going to work perfectly we need to break the whole system and start over but if we yeah, see, that's another conversation. Because if we start over, do we include everyone, or do we just start over with ourselves? But if we do that, will we be left alone? I don't. I don't know if um, if I were on the other side of the table, if I would be interested in starting over because it works for me, right? Um, but I, but on the flip side, I also you know there have been a couple of instances of us going out on our own and living independently, and they don't let us do that either. So I don't have like a perfect answer for this, but I don't think that we're going to get any quick fix to a systemic issue. Um, I think there needs to be a lot of legislative change. Um, and But I don't think it, like we have a lot of trouble seeming to keep up momentum with change. We we make baby steps and then we move backwards. I, I feel like one, that one thing about... Um, I don't know if I would call it a positive, but I think something that needed to happen when George Floyd was murdered and all of these protests started and all of this social awareness started was exposing this country for the lack of progress we've made and kind of pulling the wool off of people's eyes and pulling those rose-colored glasses off of everybody's eyes that that we're in a post-racism America. Mm. We are not. There's We have made changes since the civil rights era, but not enough. We're we're st- like scarily close to where we were in the 60s yes. i'm sure every person um i'm sure as, as millennials when our parents were growing up during the civil rights era like i i heard so many people say you know my, my mom and my dad were saying this is reminding me of when i was a teenager this is reminding me of when i was young we were out here fighting for the same things and here we are 40 50 years later still doing it still f- protesting for the same exact things we just made racism subtle for a long time and when it got obvious again everybody acted surprised yep and this is why i will never disclose where i work on this show especially we're going to talk about integration yeah i'm not doing that (laughs) i I can't do that bills need to get paid hello I just, I hope 
Well, I guess the is all she wrote when it comes to this one. But I still think we should fight. We gotta be in the fight. But I just think long term, like how to fix it, it's not an easy fix. Yeah, yeah. But he's back out on the streets, and then if he does it again, and he actually probably will be empowered to do it again. And that's the issue here, you know, like, and I'm seeing, you know, and, and I appreciate what you said. You're right. There is a humanity in those, in, in that race of people, but, oh, it's really deep seated because even for you to sit back and see something happening and not call 911 and just take a video, it's something, it says a lot about you to be a person who took the video and, and mm -hmm. uploaded it onto Instagram of somebody being shot or getting stabbed or pleading for help. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And to me, to not do anything about it, to not say anything, to allow your neighbor who might be freshly black to be terrorized by his next door neighbor and you don't call the police on your next door neighbor, you are a part of the problem. Absolutely. So you're, what the humanity in you is limited. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do hope it works out. I mean, I do agree. We should still keep fighting, but I think we really do need to have that conversation about um, what it looks like if we just take matters into our own hands. And I'm not saying violently, but uh, I'm talking along the lines that Morgan is talking about. Well, that was the hard conversation for this week. Uh hope everybody did enjoy themselves this week. I really did. I thought we had a really good, you know, some really good topics. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I enjoyed sure. that. Yeah, yeah. I like the format. So um, if you want to reach out to us and let us know what you guys think, or if you have any topics you want to talk about, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. It's the hard conversations. Um, on Instagram, you can reach out to us on Facebook, or you can reach out to us by email, the hard conversations four at gmail.com. That's the hard conversations number four at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your week. Um, uh, Jay Z, fly me out to AC. I'm trying to play some poker. Word, how do I get in on that? Oh, and speaking 50, of, before you go on to about Jay Z, um, uh, we have to mention the queen. Um, Beyonce Elizabeth? and her team. <laughs> excuse me. He said the queen. I did, and you disrespected her by calling her some unknown name here in America. What did you say? Uh, uh, queen Elizabeth. Ooh. Yeah, don't know who that is. So, <laughs> Beyonce. Shout out to you and your team. David is tripping. Don't worry about that. We'll ex exit that. But we'll probably like try to edit him out of that. Um, you, there was a guy who is uh, wheelchair bound. I don't know if you saw it, Morgan. Yes, I did. Yeah, he was really looking forward since he was nine years old. So it's been over 20 years um, to going and seeing Beyonce in concert. He went to um southwest airline he was going to fly out of southwest airline and they denied him his ticket and his seat on the uh flight um because uh his wheelchair was too high so he put out a video and you know he, he really didn't go off he just was displeased he just wanted to talk about how displeased he was about not being able to see the queen and uh of course the beehive started tagging 
the team. The team started letting Beyonce know. And what do you know? She gets him a private jet, flies him on out. He gets to see the queen herself and have a private conversation. He gets to see uh, Miss Tina Knowles. He gets to hang out with the performers. He goes backstage. He enjoys the show. I mean, this was just something that really needed. You should be shouted out for that. And that's why you have your own, like, day and, like, city and street and everything. And that's why you are who you are. That was really dope. I was I was really excited to see that. I'm also just really excited about all of the vibes that this this concert put out, this tour put out. Yeah. Um, that I feel like it's generated a lot of really positive vibes. Um, and they actually said that Beyonce's Renaissance tour has uh generated, I don't remember the name the number. It was in the billions though, but pretty much what the Olympics did for Beijing, Beyonce's wow. Renaissance Renaissance con- uh, tour did that for the US as far as generating money for the economy. So shout out to Queen B. Yes. Shout out to uh Open Access uh Southwest. Y'all messed up. Yeah, fuck you. And then David, you can go on about that Jay-Z stuff. What were yeah. you saying? <laughs> <laughs> nah, definitely a good thing. Uh Beyonce, good thing. Shout outs to you for doing that, definitely. Jay-Z got rich people poker going on. I don't think. Oh, don't right. Think right. Commoners are. Right. We're not invited. <laughs> we can't meet the minimum bet. No, it's a hundred. Right. Isn't it a hundred thousand dollars to join in? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fifty thousand to watch, a hundred thousand to play. I think something like that. God damn! And then the yeah. win is for what a million dollars? Something like that. But it's like going to charity or something like that. Right, a million dollars to a charity. I don't have to play. Like, can I just be in the background? I just want to see the performers. Yeah, it's fifty. Yeah, fifty 000. grand. Fifty grand. You got it. And if you do, let me get a dollar. <laughs> See. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been a great episode. And um, we out. Yeah.